0: Hi, how are you going? Um, So, I'm Oli Holmes. Um, I am a a senior engineer. Hi guys,
1: I'm Yash. I'm a senior engineer as well. Currently working on some food truck truck startups and making post systems for foodies. Awesome. So today's topic, we are going to talk about ChatGPT. And as the topic goes, the future of chat gpt and the junior developers so Oli had a few words to say about automation and he's been playing around with chat gpt for a while so what do you think about ChatGPT,
0: Oli? yeah well it's it's an interesting um, new uh, you know addition to the to the tool set uh i still think it's kind of funny it reminds me of when chat gpt first came out because when it first came out I remember going straight over to uh, my wife's uh, parents' house, and I was sitting down, I was talking to her, and I was like, Oh, this is amazing. This is going to change the world. And everyone was looking at me like I was crazy. And, you know, because they hadn't really heard of it before. I'm talking like the day it dropped. And then I was like, and then I jumped onto. Uh, Facebook messenger and I'm like telling all my friends about it. And everyone's like, Oh, look, I'm sure it's not that great. And I'm like, no, this is amazing. It's going to be incredible. It's going to change the world. And I tell you six months later, I'm looking at all these people say, I told you, <laughs> you're like, you seeing like the, the saturation that we're seeing in the market, um, at the moment. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think that. We talk about in terms of engineering with, um, you know, junior developers but I think it can affect a lot of different industries for juniors coming in. And I think one of the, the things that industries often uh, do is they hire juniors to help them as assistants to do some more remedial tasks, to help them get work experience and help them get like a leg up in an industry. And I'm hearing about chat GPT, being able to provide those services for not just engineering, but all sorts of industries. So you could have junior copywriters, uh, junior marketing assistants, and like a lot of those types of jobs, um, I think could be done by AI and it's make it could make it difficult for people to just get in, get that foothold into industries in the future. Um, I genuinely think that anything I say, I want everyone to, to take with a grain of salt because, you know, I'm not going to sit here and try and predict the future, but I I'm going to talk about, you know, what it feels like to me, you know, looking at our situation right now, what do you think? Yeah. Cause
1: I, I think a lot of like marketing jobs, copywriting, stuff like that, where Interns normally get preferred for those things like summer internships for copywriters or marketing that could be affected as well because you could go in chat GPT, write a caption, write a few articles for your blogs. Mm. So the more and more small businesses would think, why would we need to hire a copywriter or someone to write blogs about us when we can just do it ourselves like cafes. They have a thin margin, small budget. At times they use copywriters, but they'll be like, okay, we'll just create ourselves on chat GPT.
0: Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of um, you know hearing that people were using things like Fiverr. If you've heard of Fiverr, a website where yeah. you can go and you can get it to do um, small tasks. Uh, I mean, I've used it for graphic design before myself, but you know you can get copyright yeah. tasks done on Fiverr. And I was I saw a whole bunch of YouTube videos pop up about how you know people could just start AI bots on Fiverr, so you could actually just uh, have like a copyrighted bot. That is uh, doing the work for you and like just automating a passive income stream with Fiverr and AI. And the funny thing would be that if they were doing that, they were essentially just doing what the person that was getting going to Fiverr could just go to ChatGPT and do instead. So they were basically banking on their naivety. (laughs) So I thought that was (laughs) was, well. I mean, that's the other thing too with uh, with ChatGPT. Um, yeah, it can do so much stuff. And I feel like people are often like banking when they're creating those like layered approaches on chat GPT. So when you're layering software, a lot of the time yeah. it feels like they're just creating things that they uh, people could do on chat GPT, but they're creating an interface for it and kind of like banking on people wanting to do it through their platform as opposed to going directly there. Uh, yeah. So there's certain like ChatGPT apps now
1: on App Store as well. OpenAI has already released the official ChatGPT app, but there's some other apps that you could like customize. There's like ChatGPT niche down for gaming or League of Legends, where you can find just League of Legends contents from ChatGPT. All they're doing is getting APIs and automating that. So they found their market is gamers and they're like, okay, we are banking on gamers to get in-app subscription weekly, monthly. And yeah, doing the same thing they could have done on ChatGPT a bit harder because you have everything on a base version of ChatGPT. But just niche it down to the gaming side or some other industry.
0: It also also reminds me of how people, I feel like people are putting ChatGPT just into apps because they just want to sprinkle a bit of AI on something, like just to make it seem a bit more appealing. Yeah. I, I heard a story about a. Because uh, like whatever you. Uh, that actually had like ChatGPT, it was a mountain bike yeah. or a, uh, a push bike, it had like ChatGPT built into the interface of the bike. <laughs> but I just wanted to call their bike an AI bike. Because <laughs> right
1: now, whatever you put AI in, you sell it 10 times more pricey. Huh? AI or some funny machine learning. Like it's like a gaming, anything that has a red RGB light, you can call it a gaming product and increase the price. <laughs> it doesn't have to be fancy AI powered yeah. camera or app
0: it's basically so, doing an auto exposure. <laughs> <laughs> so get get getting back to, um, how it's going to affect yeah. you know, developers. I, I think that, uh, it comes back to, you know, with, uh, with juniors, I think there is a lot of fear in our industry right now, fear and excitement. Uh, so we've got excitement around you know ChatGPT and AI and what it can do for us, and we've got fear as to like you know what it can do for us. Uh, you know, so yeah, what it, us. <laughs> what it will do to us. What it will do to us. What. So I think that it's um, it's and we have you know I, I know it's it uh, can be awkward to bring up, but we have had a lot of industry is, um, go through some redundancies recently as well. And, um, you know, in Adelaide where I'm at right now, uh, I heard of a couple of companies in Adelaide, let go of, you know, 10, 15 people. And I've heard of like three different companies going losing like 10, 15 people, uh, all at once. And then just recently, I heard that Zero had a, a big redundancy um, uh, process as well. So, I mean, it's um, now I'm, I'm hoping that that's just related to the fact that, you know, during COVID people overhired and they were looking at all these like techni- uh, the, the tech industry and they were they just hired a lot more people than they needed for when COVID was over. Um, but it does rem- make me think, you know, um, we do, we could potentially need less programmers to do what we can do now. So we don't need as many, you know, juniors as we did before, because we can get chat GPT to create code for us to do things that, um, would otherwise be simple. And we'd prefer to give to a junior that's been my experience. And, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard both sides of the story as well. Like I've yeah. had, I've had engineers tell me that, um, the last thing that they want to do is use chat GPT and I've got engineers that are using it every day. I use it every day, um, for, for bits and pieces.
1: Cause I've started using chat GPT for unit tests, like writing tests. You just put like a block of function in ChatGPT would write in ten seconds. It could write you all the different test case scenarios
0: for that code. Oh, it's great! It's great. And a lot of
1: that. interns when they do some internship, yeah, a lot of summer interns after university basically they write intern like unit tests or make small classes, models, stuff like that. And those are all things ChatGPT can do for you now, as well as optimize your functions
0: yeah i mean that's the other thing that i will use chat gpt for as well i i think I, I do look at it as a tool because i don't yeah. inherently trust it either uh, i will sometimes have if i've written a big block of code i'll i'll say to ChatGPT, can you review this can you give me any refactoring suggestions mm-hmm. and i'll read through the response um, and i'll take it with a grain of salt so i'll have a look and i'll be like oh i see what you did there you know, that's actually a good idea. I will use that. And then I'll look at something else and I'll say, mm-hmm. not a chance in hell. <laughs> like I prefer my implementation. Data. <laughs> so Cause what, certain two... things
1: ChatGPT could get rid of in your code as well. Like I tried the other day, I was trying to optimize an hourly cell sorting function. And what ChatGPT did was got rid of all the filters and just sorted everything together. But that's not what I wanted. I had the filters for a reason to sort them by, let's say, different vendors, different days, and they got rid of all the filters just to make the code optimize. <laughs> see,
0: this is so the reason why. Develop, so you just can't copy, paste, and paste everything. This is why I'm not afraid of um, there not being work for senior engineers in the future, because I can yeah. see that, you know, we'd still need quality control. We'd still need good engineers to understand, you know, what should be done. And at the moment, it still feels like chat GPT, uh, has some great suggestions, has some interesting ideas, but ultimately I think that, you know, you need a, a senior engineer to like QA it and, um, approve it. And I wouldn't want it I don't think we should um, move towards any sort of system that doesn't involve having some human QA the code as it goes in as well. Because I don't like the idea of machines writing code that a human hasn't had a look at. Um, you know, When we start getting to that world, then we have to uh, really worry about whether or not Elon Musk is uh, gonna be right about AI taking over the world. Because at this point I'm only, yeah using code that I've QA, I've looked at it, I've read it, I'm like, hasn't got any like malicious things in it. Um, and that's why I'm by I'm saying like the malicious from the machine, like, you know, the machine trying to do something bad. Um, or one day AI starts writing co- projects for itself. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, one fun, funny activity that I did for today was that um, I was looking around at different ways to record, you know, the podcast and record my screen and record video and for a fun activity, I went to chat GPT and I was, uh, I said, ChatGPT, GPT, can you write me a Python script to record my screen and my audio for me, uh, simultaneously. And it was like, sure. And it shed, the spat started spitting out scripts and I tried using them. And funnily enough, I do have a good audio recorder from it now, but the video was, didn't work at all. So it's, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, I still find it fascinating as to like, you know, what you get back from chat GPT. Um, like I, I, I learned something new, but also it produced something that didn't work and it yeah. always says, the thing that I always think is funny about that is like, sure, I can absolutely do that for you. But in reality, no, you can't, you failed. <laughs>
1: yeah, there was, cause it can do certain things, but you have to keep asking and asking until it does it right. Mm. Cause you ch- start a new chat, you're making a React Native project, starts the project, or maybe I need something else than that. I need this configuration, this kind of workflow. And you keep going that, but if you don't know anything about that, you can't just go in and okay, make me this app on Regnative done kind of way. Or that's how the people outside tech at times have approached me with things think, Oh, no, chat GPT, you can just make it faster. Just type in and you'll do it. I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. You still have to reserve everything.
0: Yeah, no, it absolutely. just incre-
1: reduces time to do the basic work. Hmm.
0: And it reminds me of what you were um, saying before about the tests. I have a friend that really loves, um, test driven design and he wanted to, um, use it the opposite way. So he wanted to write the tests and then ask ChatGPT to pass the tests. So just write code to pass the test. Um, yeah. which I think is, uh, is interesting. Um, certainly from a, uh, test driven perspective, it's good. Uh, um. I am still late to the game with, um, test driven development and I'm still very much used to writing code and then writing tests to pass that code. Um, I've tried to push myself to be more, um, uh, you know, to adapt more to like test driven design, but it, it can be a challenge to like, you know, take on that mindset of writing tests before you write the code. Cause I
1: think, uh, Normally, in startups, as you know, testing is the last focus at times, writing like test driven designs and stuff like that. Because you're in the your early stage, you're just shipping out products faster to get some MVP running and then hoping for someone to invest. And then you can like refactor, rework on the entire code base again, basically. So, on that right. side, you don't hire much engineers for testing purposes. And then ChatGPT is your friend there. So you can still write a certain test if not all
0: i feel like you have just let go of an industry secret yeah no we just we you? just write the code we get the investment <laughs> and, and then we'll, we'll do testing later <laughs> oh
1: yeah <laughs> the secret to success <laughs> putting things off <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, those secrets would be available in the premium version of the podcast guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the, um, uh, the other thing that I remember I did recently with the uh, chat GPT was I was doing a presentation for a Python meetup and, uh, I was doing a image manipulation that I wanted to do. I wanted to manipulate an image in a byte stream from a, uh, a, a API. So, you yeah, know, just essentially just like streaming an image down for, and I wanted to uh, do a histogram, like an automatic histogram of that image while it was in the byte stream. And so I just went to ChatGPT and I was like, hey, can you just like automatically do a histogram in the byte stream for me? And it's like, sure, it prints out the code. I copy that method across, I put it into my REST API and I intercept the the image stream and I use this method to do an auto balance with like an auto balance using a histogram of the image worked like a charm. And I was giving this presentation, um, on doing these image manipulations and I was demonstrating a lot of things. So this was just one small part of a bigger presentation. But the funny thing was that I didn't actually understand the code. So even though the chat GPT created this, this like complex histogram balancing algorithm for me, I, have, I had absolutely no idea how it did it. So I've got this method in my code <laughs> that I actually don't know how it works. And I was thinking while I was giving this presentation, I was thinking yeah. to myself, oh God, please don't ask me how this bit of the code works. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's always one person who will ask you.
0: So I'm did he get lost?
1: <laughs>
0: uh, luckily, I didn't. But have yeah, to, like, to say it. Maybe point, you
1: could oh, have I asked like, GPT to explain how it works,
0: how that function works. I could have. I could have done that. <laughs> you know, it was that was that was laziness on my part. <laughs> <laughs> and then you all
1: prepared for presentations.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that that comes back down to, um, you know, all the things that you can use uh, ChatGPT for as well. Um, I guess the other thing, because I, I, I honestly think there's like pros and cons uh, across the board for everyone, that be it, you know, junior developers, senior, senior developers. Um, and uh, obviously, you know, one of the, the big disadvantages for junior developers might be that the job market for, Junior developers might go down. Doesn't seem to have affected um, senior engineering positions, I can tell you that much. I'm still seeing them yeah. you know, rapidly pop up. Um, yeah, pop up. Um, but, um, but
1: especially junior developer market has always been competitive. Yeah. And after Chat GPT is getting like more shrinked by every year you see junior developer markets get in while the senior or mid
0: mid-level developers just keep increasing because there's demand still in tech mm. to be honest i didn't fully relax about um my position within the industry until it was like 10 years, until i had like 10 years experience now that i've got yeah. over 10 years experience i'm i'm much more relaxed i'm like oh i've got i've got this massive amount of experience i'm sure i can do anything don't even worry about it (laughs) just um yeah but the, the the things that it can do for for juniors and some of the things that um i used to find a challenge when i was starting off as well was um you know preparing a resume you know so you can ask ChatGPT to to make a resume for you uh you know, even today I find it to be a quite a tedious task. And now you can have ChatGPT create that resume. Um also one of the things I used to find to be a bit of a tedious task was uh creating a resume that was you know dedicated to a type of type of job, you know, so or tailored to the organization or like what they do. Yeah. Um so you know if you are if you're a full stack developer but you wanted to take on a a front-end role for a while so you had to write a resume that was tailored to a front-end development role where you could actually just say hey chat gpt can you take create a resume here's my experience tailor it to a front-end engineering role and boom you know so i think that's that's great i mean i still think you'd want to QA it, but i think that's great um once once you've got the resume you're in the job Um, the other things that chat GPT can do for you is it can help you with, um, you know, providing and giving feedback for assessments can help you prepare for check-ins. It can help you do reports, project briefs, um, you know, help you structure presentations. Um, and another another thing that I've used it for and is creating LinkedIn posts, um, and uh, my LinkedIn posts before chat GPT were these like one liners with an image. And now I've got these like full paragraphs and it does write better than I do. You know, um, I still think that I can write uh, better code than chat GPT in some circumstances, but, um, it's definitely, definitely writes English better than me. I know that for a fact <laughs> and when I asked it to write a LinkedIn post for certain things, it pumps out like a couple of paragraphs of this beautifully written LinkedIn post. And I've gotten Along with feedback. hashtags and everything. Oh, totally. And I've gotten some really great feedback yeah. from them as well. Um, I feel like the cat's out of the bag now as to like, you know, where, where <laughs> Oh, uh,
1: cause yeah, on chat GPT, other thing you could do is, get a job you like to apply for, post the job description, make a cover letter tailored for that job. Or if you're sending someone a LinkedIn connection request, you could post in their LinkedIn URL, like the username for their LinkedIn page and write me a personalized connection request to this person and it will do it for you. Ooh, that's a good one, I like that.
0: If you want to really like connect with someone. Yeah. Yeah, no, there is there is a lot of power. That and you can get.
1: lately, I've also documented a lot of code using ChatGPT, like the basic documentation for models and functions. I've reviewed, it, but I'm like, okay, write me a document for this class based view, so I can start documenting code.
0: <laughs> no, that's great. And to be honest, that would be um, yeah. another job that I would give to a junior. You know, you know a junior. Um,
1: did.
0: Yeah, <laughs> look. Um, I'm not sure if that sounds bad or not, but sometimes you know sometimes, yeah, you yeah. you write this complicated uh, class, and you'll be like, oh, you know, you'll like flag down the junior. And it's like, hey, could you just write the documentation for this for me, please? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good experience all the time. <laughs> yeah, you learn a lot from that. <laughs> it's like I know what it does, so that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah i think it would be helpful at times but yeah. also on the other hand it doesn't know everything especially in front end i think it would be weaker to use it chat gpt i found compared to just like writing api code or so back-end related code it's just more models are more trained for that at this point i feel
0: so there is uh there is something else that is i, I found really interesting called chat uh GPT engineer as well or mm-hmm. maybe it's just called um it's GPT a engineer. I think it maybe just GPT engineer. Yeah, I feel like I have to Google mm-hmm. that now. Um, but the the GPT engineer, which is a piping project, um essentially what the project does is it uses the API as opposed to the app. And you type in a coding project that you want it to make. Um, mm-hmm. The built in one is it makes a, uh, the snake game in Python, um, which I thought was cool. Um, so you can and uh, go in and you can say, oh, look, I want a blogging site created with React.js, for instance. And then the GPT engineer will create the whole scaffold and all of the methods and all the functions then the entire project, yep. which is really interesting for me because, you know, I would consider this to be a great tool for starting, starting a project to, you know, really seed yep. the development. Um, I mean, one term that pops into my mind is rapid prototyping. Cause that's, that's quite, <laughs> <rapid>. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause it, I asked it to create me a, um, I asked it to create that for me, like a, uh, a, like a blogging yeah. website in RackJS JS. And, you know, I had, a, a complete platform. Well, a complete project, I should say. And by, cl- I, I use the word complete very loosely I had a project, um, you know, within 10 minutes. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, that being said, Mine didn't work as well as the examples that they I saw, and that was because it was designed to work with uh, ChatGPT 4, and I can u- only use ChatGPT 3.5 through the API at the moment. The only way to get 4 yeah. is to go on a wait list and wait for um, them to give you access to ChatGPT 4 API, and so far they've not thought that I am worthy enough for that. <laughs>
1: So, what's the waitlist like, Ben? I think it's a six months something, at minimum, or until oh, like it? something ChatGPT four plus releases. Yeah, you get an access to for it.
0: I just thought if I just kept kept putting myself on the waitlist, maybe it would yeah. eventually happen. <laughs> um, I honestly did not know what magic source was behind getting access. I was I was all, I was contemplating asking ChatGPT. <laughs> How do I get? on the top
1: of the wait list. I need access to your... But um, yeah, that'd be good. API. APIs. Maybe i yeah. ChatGPT GPT to generate some API keys for chat GPT.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, look, I, I do keep hearing so the other day I was
1: asking chat GPT to scrape all the interesting images from Facebook.
0: Sorry, delete images from facebook about you're speaking something sorry no like I scrape all the
1: images from facebook all oh, right yeah that are related to street f- scrape like scrape all the data a top instagram users from melbourne like who are doing street photography in melbourne but apparently i wasn't able to get Chat gpt to do it
0: do you know that's like, how i try different ways I'm pretty sure that's yeah. how Facebook started with like a web a web scraper you know, web scraper is a very unappreciated like um, I think he yeah. started by creating a web scraper to scrape uh images off of their local university network yeah so that's my
1: my goal was to just like fill up content for my Melbourne Street Photography Instagram group it, featuring all the photographic each there were top in Melbourne, but yeah, I had to manually find them in the end. Cause I was like, yeah. uh, I, otherwise I would need my own Instagram API to do it. Like make my own scraper.
0: Yeah. Now that, that group that you do looks amazing. Uh, I think it would be uh, fun to go over to Melbourne just to be a part of that and, uh, you know, follow it yeah. around town.
1: I'm hosting one tonight.
0: <laughs> um, Come around
1: sometime, Melbourne.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So there are some disadvantages of, um, you know, for these large language models, well, particularly things like chat GPT for some organizations that hold private information. So you can't use chat GPT for you can't, for systems where you have to, like, you hold private information. I was listening to a talk from a, a biochem, um, well, it was a, a software engineer that was working for a biochemist company. And because they held uh, information about patients and a lot of their processing work was around patient information, they couldn't connect uh, their system to something like ChatGPT, because it, it will still have, it will end up having access to their information. And then it could potentially feed that back into the, um, the, the model. So they were limited. Um, and I had the, the engineer said to me that he was considering installing like a, the large, I, a large language model locally, so he could try and connect it to um, their system that way. So there are there are some limitations for some of these public models, and it it does uh, make you wonder whether or not you know it's worth experimenting with your own local language models if you've got yeah. the the time and the effort to put towards it. Yeah, it's like how Google uh, the GitHub Copilot
1: was learning through the code that was public on GitHub libraries and stuff like that before they launched the Copilot. And then they ch- started charging people for that.
0: It, it kind of, it reminds me of when I got, um, mid journey for the first time as well. Yeah. Um, because I got mid journey and mid journey had the ability to upload a photo and, um, use a reference photo and then use that reference photo. And then you could ask it to do something based on, on the reference photo and um, I thought, well, this, this seems like fun. So I uploaded a photo of myself and I said, Hey, Midjourney, can you create a picture of me riding on the back of a horse shirtless down a beach? And the, first, and then mid came back to me and was like, you know, you've broken our user guidelines. You can't use the word shirtless. And I'm like, <laughs> so I was like, if I want to, if I want to create a, an AI photo of me riding shirtless." the back of a horse down the beach that I have to find an open source model and and set it up on my computer. It's a lot of effort just for that one image though. (laughs) Yeah. Or you could try it yourself and get the real image. Yeah. I felt like um, saying, don't worry. I don't think an image of me shirtless is provocative. But but I didn't didn't think the the language model was going to believe me. Wow, well, the image model I Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and have you tried, like, ChatGPT GPT is also useful in certain, there's now, like, subgroups, like Chef GPT, if you have heard of that, it allows you to make, oh, I want to try some new meal, I have this ingredient at my house, what can I make? And then it's like, oh, you can make, some new gourmeters with that
0: chef <laughs> GBT that reminds me of a show that I used to really enjoy when I was younger. Uh, it was uh daytime television, and I don't know that if there'd be many people that would know this show, but it was Ready Steady Cook. Um, I'm not sure if I should even admit to liking that show, but I did. Yeah. And it was when they got like regular people in, they brought like you know uh, a few ingredients <laughs> from their kitchen, and okay the like the aim of the game is like what creative meal we could you make with um you know this uh this tin of tuna and this uh you know six month year old pasta <laughs> yeah well yeah no I think there's a lot of different creative um uh, uses that we've seen yep. for AI and I I think One of of the things I always thought was really funny about it as well was that uh, it's also gotten to the point where I've thought about, you know, juices for ChatGPT, uses for AI, and then whenever I think of something, something similar seems to come out in a couple of weeks anyway, you know, like... The landscape's uh, rapidly changing to the degree where I've actually gotten to the point where I was like, well, why why develop something using uh, for a chat GPT where I could just use the thing that someone else will make in a couple of weeks anyway, or a team of people.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, once in a month, you review what's new and see if you can make something quickly after that. Yeah. Because right now I'm using a meal plan for my like my fight schedule meal plan for the diet using chat GPT as well it's working great like cut down five kilos in a week and a half to so working wow. really great. awesome
0: no no it's just... like earlier
1: i would have had, went on an air tasker and made paid some 100 bucks to make me a meal plan
0: yeah. Well, I mean, that's the other thing that chat GPT can be. It can be just a general assistant for your life to do things to, you know, improve different aspects of your, your life. I mean, it there ha- there still has to be a lot of trust that you have to apply. And I feel like, you know, yeah. you have to understand you know, things with a with, You've got to use it with a grain of salt. Um, yeah. like with that, that meal plan, it, it, uh, I think you've got to know, You've got to be able to, like, look at that. you got to know
1: the details of macros and everything yourself to see yeah. if it's right. So it's not like if you don't know that, you can't really do it.
0: Yeah. How much, you know, the, I guess that's, that comes down to, like, you know, how much faith or trust you want to put into GPT. Yeah. I think it's it's good at making things faster, but I feel like you should be able to have enough knowledge to be able to QA anything that comes yeah. out. Um mm-hmm. I think I, I still think that's important. Yep. Yeah. Um, but that being said, you know that um, when you can QA things, uh, yeah, I, I feel like it can make things faster. You've already inspired me to go to ChatGPT after this and ask for a meal plan. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, we've, we've,
1: I think the conc-
0: yeah. I've been trying to work as the, like. Don- there you go. You yeah. um, yeah, continue. Oh no! I was just gonna say that we've um, okay. Yeah, I was saying been... the goal should always be. Yeah,
1: have we unsynced? No, no, no. We're synced. I think the range was just gone for a second or two,
0: but we're back. Okay. All right. Um. So yeah, the um we're we're working on um doing a Mediterranean meal plan at the moment so um the funny thing is i've been googling um you know mediterranean diet and looking at different meal plans for that but immediately after this i'm gonna go to chat gpt and i'm gonna be like ChatGPT, can you create yeah. me a mediterranean diet meal plan <laughs> that's good but i think the conclusion
1: of chat gpt should be is You should use it, but don't trust it and always review things, you are using it from chat GPT, don't copy paste or trust blindly, whether it's code base, your meal plan, your exercise plan or anything else you do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it reminds me of, I was talking to, um, another friend of mine, uh, that is a go engineer. And he told me that he was, uh, using chat GPT and he asked it to do something six months ago and create an, an, a, a script to, you know, achieve a task. And then he said that he asked it to do something similar, you know, six months later. And he said that it was performing. Um, oh, I was less performant now than it was six months ago. And I thought that was interesting. And it made me wonder whether or not we can expect like ChatGPT to continuously, um, you know, get better or whether or not the feedback loop of, um, you know, bad information will actually balance it out. And, um, you know, could it, could it get worse? You know, could having so many people yeah. giving it the wrong answers actually make it worse. There was yeah. this one, the did, learning model. Yeah. Or, or just like feedback loops. I, I heard, uh, recently that, um, the, there were some AI developers and they were using, um, oh, like some, uh, using people essentially to create data for them. Like they were using some people offsite, at, um, to create data for them and they were using that data to feed back into the model to improve the, the model. Um, and yeah. then they actually found out when they, they put in a, uh, like an additional application to detect AI data that was being provided by these external providers. And they found that yeah. 30 to 35% of the data that was actually being returned by the external workers was uh, generated by AI. So, yeah. Well, I mean, makes sense. They just wanted, they just wanted to, yeah. you know, make some profit. Right. And so yeah. they unknowingly were feeding AI generated data back into the AI and, you know, just yeah. like creating yeah. enforcement loops. So, you know, it will be interesting to see if we will see, you know, Im- improved, uh, large language models over time, you know, everything, um, that I saw leading up to the, you know, the last couple of months had told me that, you know, we're just going to see AI just continuously get better and better and better, but now I'm not so sure, you know. <laughs> so it's it's going to be an interesting landscape, um, yep. and being um, maintaining diligence with yep. uh, your work and QA, I think is. But surely good. it will keep evolving. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, um, I, think, I think I think that I've kind of ranted about everything that I know about ChatGPT at this point. Yeah. Um, I think that the yeah. the d- developer landscape is going to be really interesting moving forward, and yes. I'm really excited to be a part of it. You know, because I still I really love the technology. I know there's upsides and downsides of it. I I think that there's going to be continue continue to be work you know within our industry. I don't think there's going to be any um danger of um you know jobs being replaced in engineering and software engineering by AI yeah. uh, anytime soon. Um mm-hmm. uh, I do think that you know we the it might impact the potential to get into the industry for junior developers. Um, yeah. but I think that we will, we will still move forward. I think, you know, it could be a, um, a pullback reaction to the fact that we all of a sudden were pushing a lot of people into our industry as well, because we needed, uh, so much additional work and now it doesn't feel like we do. So, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe that was just a, a reaction to, mm-hmm. you know, how the industry, maybe this is more of a correction, if anything mm-hmm. that we're seeing right now, which is what it feels like to me. Um, yeah yeah if i felt like there was a moment there but where i feel like it yeah. happens
1: in each industry like back in the day there used to be a lot of people making manufacturing was a big yeah hmm?
0: yeah no I, I agree um but yeah and i think that um it, it's going to be a really uh, really interesting to like you know see what see what happens in our industry, but I'm excited, yeah. um, And uh, you know I'm I'm still very much hopeful and looking forward to the future. And I really yeah. enjoy working with these tools, and I'm interested to see what will, will come out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always good to be part of a change as it's happening. You're seeing it happen in front yeah, of you. Yeah, exciting. Yeah like the change from websites to people going to mobile apps and now back to web web based apps again. Yeah, it's it's going to be like that something with ChatGPT. And with that, we'll conclude our talk for today. Thank you for joining on the Byte podcast. It's again, your host, Yash and Oli.
0: Obviously, thank you for joining us. I had a great time. See ya. See ya.